Neighborhood Church. To find out more about who we are, go to neighborhoodchurchmn.org. Enjoy the message. I was holding Nikki's hand and it was warm out and I, I can still remember in that moment I felt like the richest person in the entire world right I remember uh, when we became neighborhood I remember that first Sunday and stepping out on that stage and just thinking is anyone gonna be here right and I got to say hey welcome to the neighborhood for the first time and people were cheering I felt like oh we're going to be okay none of those have anything to do with any monetary value but it's so easy for us to fall in, I am rich when, right? I am rich if. I am rich when, like, the, what's the quote? Um, how much is enough? Just a little bit more, right? And we get, it's easy to fall in that cycle of um, life is good, life is beautiful, it is holy if, fill in the blank. I mean, it's funny, when I thought about the times I felt the least rich, all of them had to do with money. I'm like, oh, why do I feel because I'm, I'm poor or I'm struggling and uh, I'm less than because stress about being able to pay a bill? Our transmission, I thought, went out when we were younger and I had, we had no money. And I'm like, we only had one car. I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. And then with that comes, and if you've, I imagine you've been there a couple times as well, then all that shame comes on you. I, I, a good person would be able to provide for their family. And then it's like, well, I'm a bad dad. I'm a bad husband. I'm a bad person because I can't, right? And, and who gets to define what's good or bad? Why are we putting a, a, a number in an account of saying you are good? Like, the richest you can be is when you're awakened to the reality of right now, right? When you can, you, you can awaken that I will always be good, that goodness is in me. But it's so easy to miss, right? It's like, the, the whole idea of like people on deathbed never said, wow, I wish I would have clipped a couple more coupons, right? I wish I would have picked a couple more overtime. And it, how many movies do we have to watch of like people like saying, I wish I would have hugged my kids more, right? I wish I would have slown down and smelled the roses. And then if you're me, you cry through the whole movie. It's true. I just want to hug everyone. I really love them. Um, I'm busy. I can't hang out, <laughs> right? How many more near-death experiences, how many more people we love that are passing away that demands, that forces your hand to reevaluate what is rich. This is not a uh, modern question. This is not a modern issue. This has been going around for the history of humanity of what makes you rich. And Jesus, lucky for us, that guy, he knew something. And in Luke 15, he tells a story. And you are getting the Chris Sodder translation and said the King James. You're getting the not a King Chris Sodder version. Um, and it goes like this. There was this, uh, there was this dude, and he was a family man, and he had some wealth, and he had a history, and he had a legacy, and he had um, two kids, and the youngest one came up to him and said, hey, dad, um, there's this um, existence off this farm. There's this place that is my destiny, and that is my fullest self. That is where I live. That's where I deserve to live. That's where I belong. All this is just a joke. 
And really, I can't really be my fullest self. You're holding me back until you die. Because you're just money to me. That's, that's all you are, Dad. Let's, let's just understand this is a business transaction. You are suffocating me in this place. So I got to go. So can you just give me, let's just pretend that you died and pretend that you don't know me anymore and I don't know you. And you just give me that money and then I can go live the life I really was meant to be. And the dad, right, has compassion on his son. And this story says, sure. And again, remember, parables were meant to evoke emotion. This would be still to this day if a kid said that to their parents. He'd be like, what? We don't do that, right? Um, and so the, the son takes his money, goes and lives life the way he always dreamt that it should be. He's partying. And it's funny, when you have money, you get new friends, right? Like, hey, I like this guy. He's picked up the tab. We're good friends now. Um, and they are. They're living large. Things are going great until it's not. And he runs out of money. And he ends up in a pigsty. And he is eating the food with the pigs because he's just trying to survive, right? You find out what life is at the end of your rope, right? You hit rock bottom. You can see what's above. He gets to that rock bottom place. And he begins to think, even the people who work for my dad, they don't eat in the pigsty. And he's thinking like a, a social order, right? Even the servants, even the hired help, he's kind of ranking. There's my dad, then there's people, and then there's less people. And so he's even exposing, like, even the people that I kind of, like, looked down upon at one point, they even get a full meal. They have a warm bed. So he gets up, and he begins to practice what he's going to say to his dad. He's walking. He's like, okay, maybe I can just get in on, like, that basement level of being human because at least I can have a meal, and I can work hard. And he starts saying, Dad, I'm really sorry. Will you take me in? And as he's walking, he comes up over this hill, and he's practicing saying, Dad, I'm really sorry. And the dad is outside, and he sees his son. And he begins to yell to the people around him, saying, my son, who I thought is dead, he's here. He, he's back from the dead. Get, and then he starts telling people, get the fires going. We're throwing a party. And he runs after his son. And the son sees his dad, and his dad is about to hug him. He's like, Dad, I'm so sorry. And the dad, like, throws a robe on him, puts a ring on him, and he hugs him. He's like, Dad, I have to say something. And the dad, imagine, say something. What do you think, what words do you think you could say right now to get to add any more value to this? You're home. I thought you were dead. I love you. And they throw this huge party. He goes, that big fat cow, that's dead. We're eating that, right? And so they start a fire. They, they bring in bands. If, since it's my story and I was throwing a party, I'd bring in uh, my favorite band, Wilco, and a Neil Diamond cover band, right? Because that together, I think, would be so great, right? So the music's going, and the food's going, and they're celebrating, and they're laughing because the person that they loved, that they thought was dead, has come back to life. He's back in it. And everyone's having the time of life, and he looks around, and he's like, where's my, my other son, my oldest son? And he, he goes around, he walks inside the house, and he sees his oldest son, and he's probably cleaning some pans. He's doing some just, just some work, He's like, whoa, son, do you not hear Neil Diamond? It's just as a joke. It's a cover band of Neil Diamond. See, it's so good, right? you got to come out, the party, the drink, the energy, the vibe, the celebration. Why are you in here? Son turns around, looks at his dad. This is a joke, dad. It's an absolute joke. He embarrassed us. He is a shame to our family. I did everything right. Everything. I played by the rules. We said this is what it means to be a part of this family. I stayed with the script. 
He left. He bailed on us. We had to walk through town. People know the story of, the, of what you did to, our, to my brother. And so, yeah, Dad, I'm not celebrating. This is a joke. You know what? You throw this big, huge party, cover band, who cares, right? Like, but I did everything right, and you won't even throw me like a, a lamb chop. I stuck around. I did the work, and I don't get rewarded. So I'm not coming out to this party. And the dad looks at his son and says, son, yeah, like, thank you. You, you, you did amazing. You, you are doing really, really good things. But do you think that's what gets my love for you? Do you think all this is like a performance? you think there's like this winning and losing? There's this right way? Like, and the two things that the dad says that still haunt me to this day. Dad looks at his son. He says, son, everything I have is yours. Everything. Look around. All these things, it all belongs to you. From the moment I saw you to the moment I knew you were even a human, it belonged to you then. And I'm with you always. No matter where you go, you have access to this story, to this legacy, to this divine love. Your brother, all of it is his, and I'm with him always. And that's why Neil Diamond cover band is playing right now, because he's always belonged. And all the things that he ever wanted, he tried finding somewhere else, knowing it, it was always here. So what are the takeaways? It is easy to think what rich is. It's easy to go in that house like the, the big brother and say, no, no, I'm worth the love of my family. I'm worth the acceptance of God. I am worth a, a text back. I am worth pleasure. I'm, I am worth being tolerated when I do uh, X, Y, and Z. When we live in a binary world like that, where there's right and wrong, there is holy and unholy, and it's tied to a system, or it's tied even to a, like a, a series of beliefs, it's tied to a series of actions. Like, I, and, like that was purity culture. Like, I'm going off tangent, but there's this whole idea of a whole generations of people that were told, um, your body is bad until it's good. And so don't ever use your body, don't even think about your body, and definitely don't think about other people's bodies because then you're evil. Until you get married. No, this one's really good. Yeah, yay, right? And countless amounts of people walking through with deep sense of shame for just having a body, for having thoughts of even wanting pleasure. Someone told them at some point, that's evil, that's bad. And you can live in that house and saying, I'm not worth this love. I'm not worth any of these things. And what Jesus is saying, the, the father doesn't shame the son, Right? He's not like, get out of this house. Who do you think you are, right? Go get some fat calf, right? He, he says, you're missing the party. It's like literally right there, and you can't even see it. You can't, not even can you see it, you can't even appreciate all the energy and life and freedom and liberation that is happening right outside that door. He's trapped. Think about if we could believe this, not even just do it, <laughs> if we could even just believe it, that every single thing in this world is ours. And this is not some, like, high faith, like, 
oh, I like your watch. I believe it's mine. Now it's mine. Thanks, God. All right? This is not a name it, claim it, prosperity thing. What it is is what makes you really rich. That family. That story on that farm. That sense of belonging of having this infinite love with one another. Having a purpose. Having a legacy. Right? That's what makes you rich. Jesus is saying the things that you, you think you want that are going to bring you life, yeah, yeah, go for it. If that's what you want, go for it. Party in the big sty. But once you can realize that the party is right here, Chris, and there is this benevolent world of everything I need to be fully Chris, everything I need to find contentment, everything I need to find belonging, everything I need to find true divine love has always been right here, right? It's always been within. It's so easy for me to try saying, well, no, I'm a good pastor if I do these things and people can see these things. It's, no, I'm, I'm great at my job because this is my job. I, I'm a good person. I am loved by God, not because I've said a prayer, I've done these things. It's that, that divine love has always been within. And once we can believe that, friends, we can move in this place of, of open-handed. So, so easy, we feel like we have to be close-handed, like we have to like cra- gra- grasp and clasp because we don't think there's enough. There's not enough time, there's not enough love, there's not enough money, there's not enough birthday cake, there's not enough, right, whatever it might be. If you ever found yourself doing that, you, you feel like you have to like stay tight and tense the whole time. And uh, let me say this, sometimes for good measure. If you've dealt with any kind of trauma, if you've dealt with any kind of, um, yeah, trauma or abuse, like there's reasons for that. But I find myself, even withholding like kindness to people, I, just the other day, I was like, why am I being a, uh, I can't, shouldn't use that word. Why am I being a jerk? I can say that, right? Why am I being a jerk right now? Why am I being so, like, fake stoic, <laughs> right? I was, like, at the grocery store, and someone's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm like, why did I say it that way? <laughs> they don't know me. I could have been like, hey, I'm doing great. How are you, right? Because there's something inside of me that says don't give your heart away. Whatever is not enough, Right? I do this all the time. If we live in this benevolent Neil Diamond uh, cover band world, right, we really can open ourselves up. And does it going to cost you? Yeah, it's going to cost you. Are people going to take advantage of you? Yeah, they will. I'm sorry. They will. But this is the kind of world that I want to live in. This is the kind of life I want. This is what I, the kind of rich I want to be. Where I'm vulnerable, I'm open. And I can really believe everything in this world belongs. And even when I feel distant from God, even when I call God a thief and a liar, that God is always with me. That divine love is always with me. And because of that, I can be generous. Because of that, I really do believe. Today, I'll, just, I'll say this, all right? Today, I believe I'm filthy rich. I feel like I'm the richest person in the world. Because of what I have awoke to this morning, what I awoken to. So my invitation is, let's be that kind of community. Let's be that kind of circle of friends. Like, let's, let's be known for that in our workplaces of being benevolent and generous. So if you don't mind, I'm going to ask everyone to stand if you're able to, or if you would like to, I should say. Uh, and Steve, we're not going to end at the song. Um, I'm going to end with a uh, prayer. 
Um, and if praying is something that you find value or life, you can do this with me. This is not like some professional prayer. <laughs> You're like, oh, I bet he like wrote this down. No, I'm just going to say some things that I found life-giving to me. And if it's life-giving to you, I'd encourage you to receive it. Let's pray. So God, we, we love you. I, we hear the words, and I pray that we can believe these words. That everything you have is ours. That you're not this monster God that doles out love or acceptance or healing or belonging just to like select people that you like more than others. You are not this God that hides behind a tree and just keeps moving and scattering. So we say and we believe and we receive that everything we need, everything you have, you've freely given to us. So I pray with my friends who know what they lack, who are aware of the pain in their body, who are aware of the grief they're walking through, the stress they're holding, the the awkward relationships stuff that they're in, and maybe even the money that they don't have. And I pray that we can receive that benevolence and the generosity and that belonging and that richness from you now. And even in the midst of that stress and the grief, that you are with us. And that we can move out of that house of just trying to get it all right. We leave behind the shame. We leave behind that uber responsibility. We step into the party. We step into the life. We step into the energy of where we get to just be us, and it's enough. That we are enough, and that you are enough. So I pray you help us move in love, freedom, and with full breath and full life. In your holy name. Amen. All right, friends. Well, thank you for coming to Neighborhood. Thanks for being in this sacred space with me. If you would like to pray, if you've got some in your life or you'd like to talk, I'm going to be in this small room. <laughs> uh, and you're welcome to come. We can talk and we can pray. And also, I know you're all wondering, yes, Mug Club is still happening. So if you want to stick around after, um, we can chat. Have a good weekend. <laughs>